0: Hello hello and welcome to Millennial Notebook. My name is Stella and my name is Emily and here we talk about living life as a millennial in the modern age. Get comfy, grab your notebook and let's enjoy the ride together. Hi everyone, I hope you're having a great day. I myself am having a wonderful morning sipping my coffee and this coffee is actually, uh, apparently the beans were roasted from the lava rocks of Mount Fuji. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting coffee. It's actually not as bitter as I expected it to be. And I think that's wonderful. I'm not very uh, keen on bitter coffee. And so, yeah, I am enjoying my hot coffee on a very cold morning here in Tokyo. And yeah, and as you've noticed, I am alone today. Emily has prior commitments, and so uh, she won't be able to make it to today's recording. However, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to speak with you about um, the opposite end of uh, working, the working experience, and why why I say opposite is because. Um, Emily is experiencing boredom at work and she talks more about this in episode 12. I am experiencing the opposite of that where I'm overworked and very anxious and very stressed. (laughs) And so I'll just, I wanted to speak more about that. And I promise this isn't going to be a ranting, ranting session. I have actual tips on how to deal with it. And I have applied these tips tips from my therapist by the way um and i've applied them and it helped so much with being able to deal with all of the stress that i've experienced throughout this this whole time that i was working um and yeah and i'm still applying them today and you know throughout my life i suppose i would hope (laughs) so yeah let me just jump in um if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, I am a director at a media company and being in a managerial position and it's quite um you know it's already quite up there in terms of the ladder, the corporate ladder. And what comes with that of course is a lot of pressure. And I understood that coming into that role. However, I think what it wasn't really the position or the workload that or the work type that contributed to my stress it was really certain factors and i was able to identify four that i will be speaking with you today so let me list them down so one my boss who is a little bit hard to work with um he's a micromanager so There's that Two zangyo Is what we call it in Japanese But roughly translated in terms of uh, Considering its meaning as well It's basically prepaid overtime It's usually given to managers Or people in managerial roles Upwards Then the working from home setup And finally The fourth one High expectations on myself as well okay so one by one let's go through them first so my micromanager boss so he's already vp level as you can imagine with the structure right and after him there is the ceo already the president and um because of that you know being being on the higher end of the managerial structure it's natural to have more work and to have more pressure to succeed in your role. So this this I have no problem with because I I'm a type A personality and I I'm kind of used to the pressure because I I don't know, I have a high achieving family <laughs> structure. So I'm used to having a lot of expectations expectations placed on me, whether that's good or bad. But um, (laughs) having a micromanager boss made it really extra difficult because, you know, he would often set unreasonable time limits for tasks that would, usually take much more time and um the problem is he's never done these tasks before so he has no idea about how much time each task would actually take to do and so he's basically working on assumptions on how much time he thinks it would take to be able to do a specific task But it's actually not, um, it actually doesn't take that much time. Or how do I say this? It takes more time to be able to do that. So anyone who's done research knows that it would take at least a day, you know, if you're really quick. And also depending on what you're researching, right? A couple of hours. But he would usually expect something within an hour, anything beyond that is too much time and i'm just like dude <laughs> you're asking me to research about so and so and literally like there's so much for me to dig for for this and it would be great if we have like a resource that we can just pull up and have one click cuz there are companies that do this for you right do market research and literally it's all there for you but it's it's not we're doing it for free i'm doing it all by myself so i don't know so there's that. And just, you know, there's also that aspect of of like focusing on minute mistakes and never acknowledging the successes. So the, this is um there's a study on this that it really lowers employee morale if you never acknowledge it, acknowledge your successes or their successes rather. And only focus on the mistakes. I know there is um, merit to focusing on mistakes. Just because you learn from them, right? And this is a principle that I myself um, hold. However, um, focusing on the mistakes and never acknowledging the successes can really just drop the morale instead of help it. Not that I expect any. praise from him. It's really just, you know, it's always, you know, being able to fully understand what had happened with the project needs an understanding of both sides of the successes and also the failures. So there's that. And just basically setting unreachable goals for himself and for me. And, you know, I think... What sets you up for success is to be able to understand that you can achieve something. And if you set unreachable goals right from the beginning, um, then, you know, you wouldn't even know where to start on how to get to that goal, right? So being able to visualize where you're going and whether you can reach that is also an important part of goal setting, which he doesn't really have a good um he doesn't believe is the way you should do it and whether or not you agree with me or him i think a meeting of the minds here is very important because if you don't because literally i will be the one who's going to be doing the work right and that's why actually goals are set by you but the thing with him is that he sets them for me right the hr has no idea that this this is happening but he's just like you should do this and i'm just like um isn't goal setting supposed to be set by you it's your personal goal so yeah so that's that so all in all he's kind of hard to work with (laughs) and then okay so the second one the prepaid overtime um this one is it's kind of I don't know if it's unique to japan but it kind of sets you up for a work structure where you just keep working and not get compensated for it and i think it's fine in terms of you know from a company company perspective it's great because you never really have to pay the person for overtime technically it's prepaid right so they're like all right we're already paying you so let's overwork you is the tendency for that. But on the, the employee's point of view, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't really matter if you work harder or longer because you'll be paid this set amount of money no matter how long you work. And so it's actually quite uh, demotivating if you're working so many hours beyond um, your set work hours and you're not even get, getting compensated for it um and yet it's it's i guess it's a company culture kind of thing where it's like okay you're i mean we we're paying you for the overtime so you should overtime and if you're not overtiming then why why aren't you overtiming kind of it's becoming kind of the cycle and that was tough and then the next one working from home and i think that ties in with that with the prepaid overtime because you never really know when to stop i think this is a personal problem but just i'm unable to set clear boundaries on when to clock out or eat lunch or eat dinner because i'm a hard worker um and so i you know and i also have high expectations on myself which i will touch on a little bit uh in the next point a little bit later but you know i i never feel like i've done enough and so i'll just keep working and working and working and since i'm at home right i don't have that mental kind of cut off and since i associate my home now with work since i'm working from home and Anyone who has never lived in Japan before, or is not, who is not familiar with the real estate in Japan, in Tokyo in particular, um, space is very expensive, and so a lot of homes here in Japan usually just have. Uh, if you're, if you're single, if you're not living with anyone, it's probably you're probably just gonna have one room, um, and that will have your desk in it and your bed. So it's very hard to kind of set that mental uh, boundary. And so I associate my resting space with my workspace. And this is a legitimate psychological phenomenon where you your brain has uh, associations with specific spaces and it would literally make it harder for your brain to kind of switch off if you associate a space with work. And that's why they say that to have better quality sleep, you're not supposed to work on your bed. But, you know, working at home kind of makes it difficult for me in that in that sense to relax in my own space. And so that was another thing that kind of compounded the stress. And then the last one, just high expectations on myself in general. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I'm a a recovering perfectionist. And what I mean by that is just, you know, I've worked through therapy that perfectionism really doesn't serve me or my mental health as perfection doesn't exist. And... You know, you can really just do your best. Um, And I'm still recovering, obviously. So as much as I try to avoid seeking perfection, there's still that side of me that still wants um, a a good result. And that's great. (laughs) It's just, it's really, I have a hard time setting that boundary of like, okay, this is the best that I can do for today. And so let's just leave this for tomorrow or whenever, right? Whenever the deadline is. And it never really ends, right? Because I feel like it can always do better. And yeah, so that set me up for a lot of anxiety. <laughs> and although I pride myself in a solid work ethic, I think it's just, it's hard when, you know, corporations will always... uh seek uh its own kind of merit right of course because it's uh it's an entity outside of its employees so you have to as a as an employee it's also your sp- responsibility i've learned nowadays to be able to set healthy boundaries for yourself as well because the company won't do that for you in most cases so that was my experience. And as you can imagine, it's all of these put together has led to a very toxic relationship between myself and work. And I found myself very stressed. I had a hard time sleeping. Um, i f- I felt like you know i I felt like I had very little control over my life and there was literally no work-life balance at that time before i applied the tips that my therapist taught me which i will get to very soon but yeah i was working majority of my time and we work on weekends especially during the busy busy periods and busy periods will always come because media you know in media there will always be that um next big thing right and so i wasn't even giving much time for myself anymore and you know up until this job i put a lot of time because it they're important to me right a lot of time and energy into my friendships my family my hobbies my rest and even just you know my physical well-being i used to go to the gym regularly exercise regularly and even that went out the door because i was just so exhausted right like if you're working until 10 p.m 11 p.m and there were days where we had to work night shifts because we were adjusting the our schedules to some news releases abroad so we kind of match our schedule to these releases and so sometimes like my schedule would be upside down and it ha- i'd have to sleep in the daytime during particularly busy seasons and that made it really difficult right like to go to the gym because like literally having very little sleep right and so i understood i have i have empathy for myself During that period, so I I understood, and you know, it was just I was having a tough time, basically, (laughs) as you can probably tell. I don't know if my voice changed just by how much stress I was coping throughout that time, coping with throughout that time, but (laughs) yeah. Anyway, I'm much better, and it's because of the tips that I um, was able to slowly incorporate through therapy right and through the advice and um, support of my therapist and here are the the tips that she gave me to be able to deal with them and i hope these help you so one setting boundaries and what this means is that you just have to know what your limits are and even if you don't right you'll figure it out right like for example um, x amount of work for x amount of time is not a fair calculation of my time and in investment because work is set from this amount of time we agreed to this amount of time and so I will work for this amount of time Right, and so I, I didn't have that boundary right as I've mentioned before so just you know if we agree that this ju- this busy period will be working for this amount of time I will do that but if it's not particularly busy I you know work there will always be work right and so just and if it's not a, an immediate like a it's not a task that needs to be immediately done the deadline is not set yet you know I just let myself clock out once the once the time for work to end has come so there's that and also just the mental boundary of setting when i allow myself to think about work cuz i was thinking about work 24/7 even in my dreams i thought about work if you can imagine how bad it was but and you know and i, wo- I would wake up and i would think about work right i'd be like oh okay i have abc tasks to do how do i fix that so literally that's what i'm thinking the first thing i wake up then i brush my teeth like because i work from home right so it's literally the routine in the morning it's just all work 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 and that didn't give me the space to relax according to my therapist right and that ultimately um compounded the stress and so if I'm on vacation, if I am on my, like, if it's the weekend, if it's, you know, if it's the pocket of time in the morning before I start work, then I should just let myself um not think about work. And so, yeah, it was hard at first, actually, let me tell you, but it's literally just like, if I if I notice that I'm thinking about work at that moment, I'm going to kind of give myself a mental nudge and be like, okay, no, we're just going to think about something else. <laughs> it was hard. I think what I did with that was just like, I'd, I'd, I'll clear my mind, just keep like try to push it out or I'll, th- I'll think about something else like what I'm going to be having for breakfast or what coffee I'm going to be drinking for that um, for that day. So yeah, and also just on the boundary setting, right? Like since we work from home, like there was this kind of unspoken understanding that you have to reply as soon as you see the message if you're tagged. But you know, if you're busy with a particular task, I un I had to, I, I had to understand that I didn't really have to reply at that moment and completely cut myself off from the task, right? Because it's also there are studies that if you multitask you're actually less productive than when you are focusing on a single task and with the work from home setup of like being tagged left and right by colleagues by my boss by my by my subordinates um it was really hard to focus on a sp- specific single task and i never gave myself that boundary of like okay I'll reply to this after I finish this sentence, you know, stuff like that. It was always immediate. And to be fair, my boss kind of set that up where it's just like, okay, why didn't you reply, like, after one minute of not seeing the message when it's not busy season, like, I don't understand. So, you know, just like understanding that I don't have to reply at that moment and just taking control of my time. And then another boundary would be, you know, voicing out what I can and cannot handle. So this was harder, right? I'm also recovering people pleaser. But, you know, I think it was it ultimately was the best for me and for the whole organization as well. Because, you know, just taking what my boss said as something that he thought I could achieve. That's one thing. And then me not thinking I could achieve it is another thing. And so, just voicing that out, right? Like, I'm sorry, I don't think I can do this. Like, let's set something else. Just being able to voice that out was a- another huge step for me in my mental health. And that really helped as well. Because if you ultimately, right, you can always negotiate for something in between. So, yeah. And then the next one would be mental self check-ins and what this means is just seeing how i'm feeling at that moment and then and not even at just that moment just see seeing how i'm feeling throughout the day so just checking in right checking in with yourself how am i feeling at this moment do i need to take a break do i need to breathe and then you kind of piece it into you you separate it into smaller pieces and just see why you're feeling a specific way and seeing what you can do to help that feeling so as an example like okay i'm gonna check in with myself at this moment i'm feeling anxious why am i feeling anxious it's because my boss my boss is asking for the progress of a of project A and subordinate A has only done this much but boss A is expecting like already 70% done and I was instructed not to help subordinate A so I'm feeling very anxious about that because I have no control over this what do I do about it okay communicate that subordinate A has only done this much in that you you specifically instructed me to, not to help with this project and so we've only done this much so just you know so through piecing that out i was able to figure out why i was feeling anxious so thereby separating the feeling from myself and then finding a solution for it So this is also hard without enough practice, but I promise it's going to help if you're able to piece it out. Or like, you know, you don't even have to have a solution for it. Like, okay, right now I'm feeling really overwhelmed with the work that I have to do. Okay, let me take a break. Let me take five minutes to breathe. Um, I do breathing exercises when I'm super anxious. Really helpful. You literally just take a moment to breathe. Close your eyes and breathe. Or you know, take it. Sometimes it, sometimes I take a bathroom break or a coffee break, whatever helps. So there's, there's that, and yeah, and that's been really helpful. And then my third tip would be, um, ideally, getting some me time before work. So honestly, so this was a tip from my therapist, but I never actually got to do this i only got to do this once but i am not a morning person but unfortunately society is structured for the morning people (laughs) um but uh i am not a morning person so i struggle with mornings so literally i will only wake up maybe 30 minute 30 minutes before i have to start work and that's not a lot of me time But my therapist suggested, and there's also another book that I read that suggested that having some me time before work preps you for an amazing day ahead. So, you know, like, for example, setting like an hour of me time per day so that you can just do whatever you want, like maybe have coffee, go to the gym or whatever that is for you, whatever that looks like for you. Apparently, that's gonna set up like a wonderful day ahead of you because you feel more energized for the day because you've done something yourself for yourself. So yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I never got to do this. If you get to do this, if you're a morning person, then that's great. You're gonna have a great day, according to my therapist. It's gonna—it's supposed to help. And then, lastly, um, getting enough sleep. So there's so many studies on this. I mean, anyone who has ha- who has been sleep deprived knows and understands this understands this, but sleep, having enough sleep really helps your body and mind. Um and if you're young, it's it's so much easier to be able to just bypass this, but the older you get, really the more you realize that sleep is a huge part in um maintaining your mental and physical well-being and if you don't get enough sleep it actually uh, lessens your focus and um, productivity and anxiety actually if you don't have enough sleep it's it's gonna kind of make your anxiety worse so if you're experiencing experiencing anxiety or stress um my therapist says you should get some more sleep Um, So I worked from home. So that was actually... I was able to adjust to this. Just sleeping a little bit earlier. Because back then I would sleep really late. Right? Because I was mentally rebelling from working so much. That I was just like, no, I'm going to get some time in for my hobbies. And that's fine. I needed it. Or else I'd feel like I wasn't living anymore. Right? I was literally just working. Um, And so, that was fine, but just reducing that time, right? For, like, back then, I would um, do some of my hobbies, like, do some reading, relaxing, watching some movies from 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. Because that's literally the only time I could find um, some time for myself. And then I'd be waking up at, like, 9 a.m., right? So, that's not enough time. So, I just cut that down to to half and cutting down cutting cutting that down to half um ultimately gave me a little bit more time to sleep and recover so there you go um i hope these would help you i and please do try them out because they did help me feel so much more balanced and they really helped with lessening the anxiety anxiety that I felt with work and from work. Um, and I will put all of these in the show notes. Don't you worry. And yeah, if you get to try them, do let me know if they worked for you in the comments. I'd be very happy to know if any of these tips helped you out and yeah i hope you know that i'm here for you i'm your best friend i'm your online best friend <laughs> me and emily are your online best friends so let us know if any of our tips help and um i hope you know that you're not alone when you deal with this like we're all, we'll all get through this together so yeah anyway thank you so much for listening to this episode and i look forward to speaking with you again soon Bye bye